Welcome back to our Total Sense Bite Size episodes. I'm Tom Henske, and I'm here to help parents teach their kids about money. Welcome back. I'm here today to give parents a glimpse into the sports gambling scene in college. Wow, it's big. 67% of all college students are being said to be active participants in sports gambling. And now 6% of college students in the U.S. are reporting having a gambling problem. Look, everything in moderation, as they say, but it's probably a good conversation to start having with your kids. Uh, for today's episode, I have someone with us that we're going to refer to as Doug. Just to protect your identity, you're no longer a college student, but were not so long ago. And you really understand the nitty gritty of the college sports gambling scene. So I'm psyched to have you here, Doug. Thanks. Happy to be here. So let's jump right in. So tell me, what's your experience in sports gambling? Uh, well, I'd say I started out just like uh, a lot of people do, where I kind of like a sports fanatic. And then, and then in high school, I, I realized that there were ways that I could profit off knowing a bunch about sports which like when you first hear that you're like oh my god this is like i mean like all my whole life is sports now i can like use that knowledge to make money like this is like the easiest money i'll ever make this is like the best like this is amazing so then i found ways to get onto like offshore betting sites through like friends identities who were you gotta be like 18 to get on those sites so I found when I was like a junior in high school, when I was 17, I had a couple of buddies who let me use their, their account. And then, and then you quickly realize though, that, that you, it's a lot, it's a lot more difficult than just, Oh, I watched 12 hours of football on Sunday. I could make money doing this. And then, but then you think, you think though, it's like, Oh, maybe, maybe you're just getting unlucky, you know, this, that. So you just keep, keep grinding at it. And then, you gotta, and a lot of people, a lot of people don't ever realize that like for 99% of people, they're, they're just, they're never going to win. It's just the, the deck is stacked against you. So, but I've been able to kind of find different ways through the years to, I've, I've, I've used negatives and, and losses and I don't know. I don't want to hype myself up too much, but I've, I've been able to kind of find my way through it and, and, and make money. But I know a lot of people, it's not. It's not that easy. So, yeah, but I'd say, I'd say to answer your question, I kind of start out like most people just thinking, oh, I know a lot about sports. Let me make money off it. And then you're kind of in for a rude awakening. <laughs> so is it fair to say that you who spend a lot of time in this space and really understand it, are you a net positive, would you say? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. And then how much time goes into that? Like how long was it? I don't mean in terms of like hours per week, but like, was this two, after two years, after three years of active, like at what point do you get good at this so that you're net positive? Probably took me like five years. Like, yeah. And I think, yeah, probably probably five years for, for the first five years. So I was mainly just, and I, and I wasn't, I'm, I'm pretty, I was pretty smart though. Like not chasing losses and all that where, you know, I never went bust or anything or it, were never, it was never like problem gambling or anything. 
like that. So I, I was lucky in that regard, but I was definitely just, you know, new football season. Oh, this will be different. This, you know, this I'll, I'll turn the tide this year, but it took me a while too. So, but luckily, luckily though, I, I never really lost that much money or I mean, I lost some, but nothing, nothing crazy at all. So I, I was able to turn the tide and that kind of helped me. Okay. So it seems like if most college kids gambling don't make money, who's making the money? Well, are you saying from on the, on the game on our side of the people betting or just on the other, <laughs> like the other side, it's the websites, I guess it's, it's the bookies or it, those are the folks that seem to be making the profit on it, which is like, Hey, it's a business, right? Just like anything else. Uh, but it would seem like how lopsided is it? Is it very lopsided, slightly lopsided? Like wh- where is the line? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> there's a reason the industry keeps growing. It's cause it's pretty, it's pretty, I mean, it's just a simple math game at the end of the day. Cause like when you're betting like more, more time, most time when you're betting, it's like minus one ten juice. So you're, you're like the deck stacked against you, you know, the book gets, you lose, you pay 11, you win, you get 10. So in the long run, the math more 99% of the time is going to win out for the book. But there, I mean, there are definitely are people who win. Like there are, there are plenty of people, not like a ton, but like there are, a nice set of people who do make a living betting. So it's like, but you don't want to get false home because they're like the really like, I mean, those guys are like sharp as can be, you know? So, and it takes a while too. So like, I mean, me, like I'm not positive, but I'm not good enough to just quit my job and be like, yeah, I'm going to be betting full time, you know? So it's like, yeah, the, it's the books they're making. I mean, there's a reason it keeps growing, but there are, there are people who you can make a living betting, but it's like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like trying to be a professional athlete. I mean, they're probably not that hard, but like, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You're, you're talking about it in, in my mind, I was thinking it's like the percentage of becoming a professional athlete, right? So we start off in, in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade saying we're going to be a pro athlete. Right. And then, you make your club team or whatever it is. And then fewer kids make the high school team. And then significantly fewer kids play in college. And then an infinitesimal amount play professional sports. It kind of feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the tricky thing is though, is that with like professional athletes, like the tape doesn't lie, you know, like you see, you know, like, someone will tell you oh yeah like in high school they'll be like oh i'm like a d1 prospect this or that and then you like see him play you're like oh you know he is you know or or the offers come through you're like oh yeah this guy's d1 in this in this world though you get a lot of people who will tell there's a lot more people who tell you that they win than people who actually win but the thing is it's like you can't really verify it though you know like someone will tell you they win and it's like oh you know how do I know if you actually win? You know, it's not, it's not like high school basketball where you're like, Oh yeah, this guy is D one. So that's, that's a whole nother people telling people telling others that they win and selling picks. That's a whole nother dark, dark hole to go down in this, in this industry. But yeah, I, I'd say, yeah, it's few and far between people who win. I was so interested before when you were talking about the how, 
how are the bets placed? And you were talking about uh, the overseas venues to be able to do that. What are the different ways that college kids place these bets other than just throwing $5 on the table that they're hanging out with watching the game and say, I bet you $5 such and such. But what are the formal ways that kids go and bet? Well, there's three, I mean, I guess four different avenues probably. So there's the, the most common ones probably like the, especially or like in legal states, there's like the legal route. Once you turn 21, FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars. Oh, you could be like 19, have a, friend, a brother who's 21 and bet through their name. There's, it's pretty easy to get around. But then there's, there's offshore sites who it's like, it's kind of a gray area, but it's like most of them are pretty, I won't say there's, there's a certain, there's a couple that are very reputable that, you know, if you win a lot, they'll pay you like, but you don't have to, they're not going to scam you or anything. There are some that will, that might scam you. So, you know, do your research on that. And then there's, there's like uh local bookies, the local bookies, they call them, which they, those people have like their, these other, they, they have their own site that they like, they don't, they don't make the site. They just kind of rent out the site you know, in a sense and pay for it, pay for using it. And then you could bet through there and then get paid or through cash or pay through cash or whatever method. That's more, that's kind of like, you want to try to avoid that because you might get people who scam you and it's like, I don't know. It's, it's not a it, FanDuel offshore. You're going to get paid hundred percent of the time that way, that, that way you might not. And then the fourth is just like, Oh, you know, you're with your friends. Let's bet $10 on this game. So that those are probably four four main ways. So, yeah, with with legal probably being the most common route, especially with like all the promotions these days, all the commercials. It's, I mean, you just download an app and you're just like, oh, you're you know, you're on. So, yeah, and that's that's a smart way to do it too, because you know they're not going to scam you or anything. It's FanDuel; they're not going <laughs> to they're not going to not pay you hundred dollars. So, and how does it work when they're not using those sites and they're using a bookie? It seems like they don't lay out the money first. When they when they do that, and then it's kind of just a, is it just like a goodwill where you place yeah, a bed? Yeah, and it's it, like it's like credit, yeah. So then it's like they'll give you a certain amount of credit for like a week, and then if you like, let's say five hundred, then if you lose five hundred at at the end of the week, then the following week you just pay them whatever whatever method you guys agreed on, and then you know it's but you are you could running you know lose 500 and just run going to hiding and you know probably have no recourse so yeah it's like yeah you want to do that though with people who you know vouch or people you know like friend of a friend or something because yeah that's that's a, that's a world where people will scam other people and not pay debts and like you said it's goodwill and i mean you know so you're definitely around to people who don't you know follow that so Definitely something to probably avoid at best if you can. And is that then just a Venmo like transaction or how does that work? Like when you settle yeah. up? Yeah. Cash app, Venmo, you know, meet him at a restaurant, pay him $200, whatever it is. So yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever, whatever, whatever way it works, whatever you guys agree on. And there's no legal recourse in that world in terms of like, let's say a kid gets oh, oh, like a little out of bounds with his budget and now can't afford to pay the bookie back. What, like what happens? Does the 
does the bookie come and find them and kind of just stop in and say, hey, you owe us X amount of dollars? How does that like actually work? Yeah, I mean, there's there's really, yeah, like you said, there's nothing they can really do. So, I mean, they could threaten and it's like some people might be scared by the threats and then pay, but a lot of the times the threats, threats are empty. Oh, I don't want to, you know, you know, some people that they aren't. So kind of got to know who you're dealing with. But yeah, I, I mean, I've never that like I, I've heard stories on some of that stuff. But I've never had to like deal with anything like that. Cause like, you know, if I lose, I'm going to pay. Like if I deal with, I try to deal with good people. So if I win, I'm going to like, I'll get the money. So I've never had to deal with anything firsthand like that. So, but yeah. Yeah, someone you lose and don't pay. Someone might someone might pull up on you. Like you know, it's it's all about who you're dealing with. But like you said, yeah, there's no legal recourse at the end of the day, which is why it's kind of yeah shady a little bit because there's nothing anybody can really do. And any stories of people you know who maybe got a little ahead of themselves? Any horror stories? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want to go into like too much specifics, but yeah, I've definitely like friends of friends or like, yeah, I've heard, yeah, <laughs> I've heard some, some not so, so good, so good. I mean, it's, it's super easy because you could go down like whatever you could say, you could say like, oh, you get in your head, you could be like, all right, I'm going to set my limit at 500. I got 500 in the bank. Like that'll be that. And then you go down 500 on like a college football Saturday and you're like, oh shoot, like that's all my money. Like, let me get this back on NFL. And then you text them. You're like, Oh, can I get 500 more? And they're like, Oh, this guy's been good for it up to this point. Like, you know, I trust him. And then, you know, you lose 500 more in NFL. And the next thing you know, you lost more than you have. And it's like, and then me, I mean, yeah. I mean, and then and there's at that point, there's a different route. Some people just call it quits and run away and try to just never pay. But then some people feel bad about it. And then, it sense the people who do want to pay and feel bad about it that it's almost worse for them because then they try to they're down a thousand which they don't have but they feel bad so they're like you know maybe they'll get a, a buddy to lend them money and then they're going to try to get that thousand back and then they lose that and then it's just it's just it's just spirals out of control and so it's yeah it's it's easy it's a lot it's a lot easy to say like oh i'm gonna set a limit and that'll be that but then it's like you know once you lose that much you're like oh i got no money i want to give it all back and then it's a slippery slope as there can be and are there any uh other ways that they'll pay off the debt we always used to joke when we were uh, growing up when we would eat at a restaurant that we if we didn't have money to pay the bill then make you wash the dishes right so like is there anything any version of that in the betting world i'd say you could like I've heard if you're down, yeah. If you, and then the thing is, if you're if you have if you're down and you like need time to pay or or that a lot if a lot of times I mean as anything in the world like communication is key. Like if you just communicate with people, they're gonna like you know. I, at the end of the day, I like to think most people have some some heart in them. So like I feel like if if you're down, if you can't pay, but you just communicate, people are, are gonna be like are understanding it and like you know. They're not going to antagonize you. They want the money, so they're going to be nice about it. But I'd say, like, if you're down money that you don't have, like, if you get one way, it would be like, oh, getting some of your friends to join too, because in the long run, they're probably going to lose money. So if you're just like, oh, you know, let me pay off my debt by like getting more friends to join, then a lot of times people will be okay with that. So 
Yeah, there, there's there's definitely ways. Yeah, and just communicating them is is key. And um, where's the line that you think that you've seen? Where's the line that people need to draw? Like, when does it go from a recreational fun to addictive habit? Mm-hmm. That's that's tricky. Uh, I'd say just once you start, once you start chasing is when I, that's probably where I draw the line. So like, if you're just, well, you know, like, and, and I think, I think a, a pop a kind of a, a, a little sidebar is like, I think like losing money in sports betting isn't necessarily like, like if you, if you lose in the long run, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, I mean, you don't want to, but like, if you're, if you're smart about it and you're, you're healthy about like how much you're betting, you know, if you just put 10, I got friends who will just put like $10 on a game and, you know, they'll lose like 20 bucks every NFL Sunday. And it's like, so in the long run they're losing, but then if you really think about it, you're like, oh, they're paying 20 every Sunday for like double the, the entertainment intensity and like making them focus on the game. So it's kind of like, you know, it's not the end of the world, but then once you, once you start chasing and you're, you're betting things, you don't even like, you're not even like confident and you're just, you're just doing it for the sole purpose of like getting your money back rather than I'm just going to throw a 20 on this Sunday night football game. That's when I'd say, yeah, kind of watch yourself. Like it can get, it can get out of control, you know? So yeah. Like if you, you know, you lose, you got your method, I'm going to bet 20 every game. And then you don't, you're down $80 going to Sunday night football and then at that, and then you're just like, oh, let me put eighty on it this time to get my money back. That's kind of where I'd be like, all right, you know, I'd put my arm around you and be like, all right, Billy, you know, let's let's take a step back here. You know, if you want to bet, just throw the twenty. It's not the end of the world if you lose sixty dollars, but you want to just double that, and then you know, next week you're chasing again for one hundred sixty. Yeah, so that's kind of where I draw the line. And have you ever seen someone's parents get involved? with trying to stop the gambling on with one of their kids? Mm, not, not entire, not really. I, I think I, I, I've seen like parents just kind of like, you know, roll their eyes like, Oh, you know, what are we betting today? Like, or, you know, this isn't, this isn't smart, you know, just kind of little stuff like that. But I've never seen like, Oh, like, actively like trying to sabotage it because at the end of the day you know you're what we're early 20s you know we're kind of our own people we can and there's so many there's just so many avenues to doing it that it's like it's it's pretty much impossible for a parent to to just put a full stop to it if someone wants to bet there and be able to just with how many avenues there are so knowing what you know what's the conversation that the parent needs to have with the kids before they start gambling. Um, I'd say as harsh of a reality as it is, I'd say tell tell them they're probably going to lose. Like, and I think that's something that all the promotions, and I know a lot of people in the the, the gambling like Twitter community feel this way, or that like the the gambling the promotions on like commercials are they give just so much false hope, like. I guess, I mean, that's kind of, you know, their job, you know, they, that's, I mean, that's a lot of promotions in the world. <laughs> you false hope. So like, then people just think it's kind of what I said, where it's like, oh, I watch every NBA playoff game. I can make money betting these NBA parlays, but it's like, 
it's it's just that's just not the case. Like if you get if like a parent can get through to a kid and be like, you know, ninety nine percent of people lose, like that would be the that'd probably be the starting point. Just make them come in with like expect because like I said, you're probably not going to stop it. But if if you make if you make them aware that like they're probably going to lose, like one maybe the after a couple of weeks they'll realize that's the case and they'll stop or two like two they might they'll go into it like betting less because they're expecting to lose so you know i think there's there's pros to that that and i mean you i don't i don't have any you know sources on hand but i'm sure you can do a quick google search and find what percentage of gamblers are losing and winning and it's it's a lot more losing so that's kind of the way it's kind of a harsh reality but like that's kind of how i'd, I'd approach it what didn't I ask you that you think that parents or kids should know about besides what we already talked about? Is there anything, so, is there anything that you're sitting there saying, why isn't he asking me about this? Well, I guess I want, I want to expect you to, to ask about this. Cause I, I know a lot of people aren't aware of this, but like, and this is like a lot of people's favorite, th favorite things to bet on like FanDuel and DraftKings are the same game parlays. And that's like what a lot of promotions are like, do not bet those. That would be like my number one. Like, if you're gonna bet, do not bet same game parlays. It's like, so they're like, do you know, do you know what a same game parlay? No, ex is? explain it to me. Yeah, no, I want to know. So it's like, it's like you can click a game. So like, who plays tonight? Seventy six or Celtics? You can, and then you can click the game on FanDuel, and then there's like every category: points, rebounds, assists, three pointers made, uh, turnovers maybe, and you can you can pick like. All right, Jason Tatum's gonna have 20 points. Embiid will have 20 points. Derek White will have three assists. Malcolm Brogdon will make two threes. Shout UVA. Like, and you can just and then you parlay all these things that you think are super likely, and then you go into it and you're like, how is this gonna lose? Like, I just need Tatum and Embiid to get 20 and all this, and then it's like you're parlaying like 10 different things, and then every time, like, well, not every, not literally every time, but like more times than not, one of them's. I mean, it's a one basketball game. There's variance. Like one, one or two of the things won't happen, and you lose money. But the, the key thing is that the odds are just so like jacked up because it's like, so it's like a, it's like a one way market where it's like you're just betting someone to get two plus two plus rebounds or four plus rebounds or six plus or whatever, and they just they just jack up the. It's kind. Of, it would take like 15 minutes to truly like get in depth and like the whole. I need a for a math a whiteboard to do all the math, but like. They just jack up the odds so crazy. Like, like Tatum at thirty points right now is probably like minus five hundred odds or something crazy. When in reality, it should be like minus two hundred or something. And they just, but they do that for everything. They just jack up the odds, so you're not really getting your true, true money's worth with doing it. So then it's, and then in the long run, you're you're going to lose doing it. Like, <laughs> just don't do same game parlays. The mat, the mat, and you could probably do a Google search on this too. But like. The math, like the math is so against you for same game parlays that like the math's already against you when you're betting like NFL spreads, but this is even like three times as, as against you. So do not do same game parlays. All right. Well, when I start betting, I'll make sure no parlays, none, zero. Well, you, you, can, you can do like parlay, you can parlay like Chiefs minus three and, and Bills minus five, you know, like, but just the same game parlays, that's. Don't do that. Do not do that. All right, folks, you heard it here first. This was amazing. What a great 
insightful walk through the sports gambling scene. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Really, we appreciate you spending the time and taking us through this. Sir, yes, sir. Happy, happy to have been able to join and hopefully educate the people out there. I hope you enjoyed our episode of Total Sense. A special thank you goes out to Verso Studios at the Westport Library. Tune in for our next Money Chat.